haven't been in the studio for a show since last Thursday, and uh, and I feel like we need comforting surroundings after last night. Yeah, we do. You need like a like a well worn hoodie in your own couch, a movie you've seen before, and some some snack food if you're a Panthers fan. <laughs> All the comfort food. Uh, not a great day for Panthers last night, and I'm putting it nicely. Uh, it's fair to say this when it comes to Bryce Young, and, and Bryce Young is going to be the driver of of all moods this year for the, the Panthers, right? If if Bryce Young is a good day and you see someone walking around in a Panthers hat and T-shirt, they're going to be smiling. If Bryce Young is a bad day and you see someone with a Panthers uh, jersey on, they're going to be, you know, you probably want to get out of their way. This is what's fair to say about Bryce Young. Part of the pre-draft process, part of the pre-draft evaluation that many had for Bryce Young was wrong. He's not pro-ready day one. There have been enough red flags through two games to know that he is going to have to have an adjustment time between college and the NFL. And that, that was one of the things we heard wasn't really the case with him. Right, we oh Anthony Richardson, he's a project. C.J. Stroud, he's going from that Ohio State offense that where where it's one read and they're always open because Ryan Day is a genius play caller. It's going to take some time to get used to it, but Bryce Young, Bryce Young's ready day one. Bryce Young is a genius. Bryce Young is a savant. Bryce Young already in eighth grade he understood NFL offenses. Turns out that's not not necessarily the case. He's holding on to the ball too long at times. He's trying to outrun defenders when he should have unloaded it and lived to another uh, to play another day a few times. Ball security, both interceptions and now fumbles, have become an issue. These are things that you you would expect a rookie quarterback to deal with if we hadn't been told during the entire pre-draft process that this wasn't just any old rookie. This was a different rookie. This was an advanced rookie. This was a polished rookie. This was a rookie that had been making NFL-style reads and progressions for years. That rookie. Nick Saban trusted him to do things that he very rarely trusted quarterbacks to do. He's ready. Or he needs or he needs some time to make the adjustment. That's where we're at. Right? We're, we're, we're dialing back expectations based on what we've seen. That's how you have to operate. Luckily, hopefully, you have some safety nets. And what I mean by that is you didn't just draft him because he was pro-ready, right? You didn't just draft him because you thought he was he was ready to show up and play day one. You drafted him because you loved his mental makeup, right? You drafted him because you believed he had the physical skill set and that weird competitive drive to be maniacal about improvement until he gets where you want him to go. Right, you draft if he showed up day one and it was great, you would have said lovely. Right? If he outdueled uh, uh the, the Falcons in week one and then on Monday night football he wiped the floor with Derek Carr and the Saints, you would have said lovely. But now that that hasn't happened, you have to lean on the fact that in those meetings, in those pre-draft workouts, in in the the meetings at the combine, you weren't just excited about his X's and O's. You weren't just excited about the fact that when you asked him where you should go against a particular defense, he knew where to go. You were also excited about how he handled adversity. You were also excited about how he leads. You were also excited about you know, what Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban said about him. Now you have to lean on that. Here's Bryce Young on staying positive through the struggles. 
you know, you, you try to build on positive things, but, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not going to carry over for any points on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, just like any week, there's good and bad. You know, you want to obviously correct the bad, get that cleaned up, and then there's there's positive stuff that, you know, we can we can look at and, and try to continue to build off of. So, you know, I think it's more just trying to, you know, trying to the, the things that did go, you know, went well on the positive plays. How can we, you know, be more consistent on those? Um, but, you know, it, we, we don't get any points next week for anything we did this week. So, You don't get any points next week for anything you did this week. Your borderline didn't get any points this week for what you did this week. I mean, you only had 27 through two games. We maybe that's what you should start do. Start stockpiling weeks together and cashing them all in on the same. Way. <laughs> can we can we score now? But like, it's kind of an IOU, and we'll cash it in two weeks from now. Can we pull them all together? <laughs> maybe we'll get it. We'll win a shootout three weeks from now with three weeks worth of stored up points. Exactly. Here here's the thing. Uh, you're right to feel frustrated by Bryce Young. You're right to, right? You drafted a guy number one overall. You traded away DJ Moore and picks to go get him, right? You 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 uh, brought someone in to give you hope, and that hope isn't there yet, right? The, the, there's, you know, very, very famous examples of young quarterbacks drafted high being booed by their home crowds, right? There's very, very... Famous examples of good quarterbacks drafted high, struggling early in their career. Yeah. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions. That's the the kind of the the patron saint, the personification of this theory. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen stunk early in his career for for the Bills. Uh, I don't know why this one's popping into my brain. Donovan McNabb was like public enemy number one in <laughs> Philly after being drafted number two overall. But guess what? If you drafted a guy with the proper mental attitude, with the proper determination, the proper resiliency against adversity, they can, you know, the fan base can be frustrated with them early in their career and and they're going to turn out anyway. That's what you're now banking on. You're now banking on Bryce Young being one of those guys. Oh, you're going to doubt me? Oh, you you think after 2 games I'm not living up to expectations? Watch. Right? That's the sort of thing you want to hear from him now, not publicly because he would never say that publicly, but that's the thing you hope like his his parents, who, by the way, they showed on the broadcast 900 times. Mm-hmm. Side note, can we stop showing parents in the, in the stands when their kids are struggling on the field? It, j- it just seems kind of cruel. Like, what, like, they don't control that. They didn't throw the interception. They didn't fumble the ball. But here's here's the the final point, right? If he has the mental ability to overcome adversity, you still need to help him do that. You need to handle him the right way. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? It takes a city to raise a quarterback. Why in the heck did they put Andy Dalton in for a short yardage play? Maybe for a QB sneak? Is Are you saying Bryce Young can't do the quarterback sneak? And by the way, he turned and pitched it anyway. Are you saying Bryce Young can't do the – you drafted a guy that can't execute a short yardage play? You drafted a guy number one overall that can't get one yard on whatever it was, third and one? I think it was just the Dalton you actually trust to go behind the center and push forward. I'm going to say – if that's the case, put Hayden Hurst. Here's Here's the thing. And I want to say this loud, and I want to say this directly to the Panthers brass. If he's not hurt, Bryce Young is playing every play. Yeah. Do not mess with the mindset. Do not, oh, Andy's better at this. Andy, n- n- no. 
This is about developing Bryce. This is about getting him used to every single situation. It's about finding out what he does well in every single situation. Bryce Young does not come out of the game without saying, ow. If he's not saying, that hurts, I need to get looked at by the trainer, or there's an independent neurologist saying he got his bell rung, he needs to get looked at by the independent neurologist. If none of that is happening, he is playing every snap with the offense, unless you're ahead by 40 and you're pulling the starters, or you're behind by 40 and you're pulling the starters. That's it. Andy Dalton does not play meaningful snaps. Bryce Young, he's a project now. He did not show up pro-ready day one. You thought he would, he didn't. Change your expectations and start getting to building the project. Right? Start getting to finishing, developing, improving. And he needs to be on the field to do that. Do not take him out for Andy Dalton. What the heck are we doing here? Can't believe I had to say that out loud. By the way, happy uh, 919 day. Let's go. 919, it is 919, Let's September go. 19th. Uh, to those who celebrate, happy 919 day. Support local. Support local. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Stephen Apex is on the call in line. Uh, Steve, thank you for calling in. What's your uh, reaction to Bryce Young through two games? Okay, let me get this in real quick. I'll tell you, producers. Overall, the ACC is the best conference in the country. <laughs> All right. Okay, not the best in football. Okay, now getting to Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> getting to Bryce Young, he's he's a little tiny, but I don't. Worry, I'm not really concerned about him because the play call is, is so pathetic. I can't even figure out what he is. He he's being a polite guy because he's he's soft spoken. He's well mannered. He's he's been raised right, so he's saying all the right things. But if he could say, probably if I could talk to him personally, he said, "Man, what are we doing?" Because he ain't even a, they ain't even attempted to do. The fans are booing when the fans boo your play calling. Your play calling is bad. The defense looks good. I don't know what to think of Bryce Young right yet because we keep doing the pistol. We keep doing the exact same thing. So I'm waiting for that bag of tricks. You got it in your office? Uh, give it to uh, you know them guys out there let them try. Because right now I'm not happy with the offense whatsoever. What, what kind of tricks do you want to see? Anything to try to disguise, even if you run the same play. This is this change up something that doesn't look the same. I mean, I look like I'm looking at, I don't know if I go in the kitchen, come back out, was it first down, fourth down, first, third down? It looked like <laughs> the same thing. At least we were punting. All right, Steve, I, I appreciate the call. Call back in any time. Great point. Uh, right, but You can call in as well, 919-860-5326. Um, I could go in on the play calling for that exact reason. I need creativity from the offense. Matter of fact, we will go in on that. About 4.45, Steve. 4.45, Stephen Apex. I'm going to uh, – or 4.50. Eh, 4.45, we'll, we'll go with. Uh, here on the, the this show, I'm going to – I have some stuff planned about the, the play calling, and I'm looking forward to it. Right now, we have to set the Bryceometer. Now, if, if you're, you're new here, um, every single – Usually it's a Monday. Every single day after a Panthers game, we reset the Bryceometer. Bryceometer, it is a gauge that tells us how confident we are in Bryce Young. Right now, tilted a little to the wrong side, a little to the not great side. And unfortunately, for those of you that are watching on our WRAL Sports, uh, WRALsportsfan.com video stream, you'll be able to watch this. I have to crank it back even further. There we go. We are now to like if you're looking at it like a like a gas gauge, we have like a third of a tank. Yeah, we have a third of a tank. It is squarely in the. There's no way he's actually five ten, slice of the pie. Mm -hmm. 
We'll post it on social media so you all can uh, can know where it stands. Um, but this is this is for Bryce Young individually, and it's hard to judge Bryce Young individually amongst the entire offense, right? We just had the caller Stephen Apex say, you know, we don't know what he is because the play calling has been so uh, has had such a lack of creative spirits and 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 flexibility and surprise. I agree with you, but guess what? We have the eye test, okay? We know what it looks like to have a good quarterback playing in a bad offense, right? We know what it looks like when Matt Stafford in his prime is on the Lions. We know what it looks like to to have a good quarterback on a bad team. Bryce Young doesn't look like that right now, okay? He has to develop into it. Normally, a good quarterback on a bad team or a good quarterback with a bad play caller looks like they are just trying to minimize the mistakes or once something bad happens, they're minimizing the damage. There are times when Bryce Young adds to the damage, right? Okay, it's a bad play call. Nobody's open. Offensive line breaks down. What does he do? Right? The good quarterbacks escape just long enough to throw it away right? Find a completion for two yards to the back, right? Throw it somewhere where the offensive player might be able to make a wild and crazy sports center top 10 catch, or if they don't, it's an incomplete. That's what a good quarterback does with a bad play. Bryce Young's been doing too much of, I'm going to force it in here, put it in harm's way, maybe a turnover worthy play. You kind of answered my question, but do you think he is trying to do too much? Maybe because he recognizes around him there isn't a lot of great around me. I have to elevate all these guys. You think he's trying to do putting too much pressure on himself, and that's the reason why we're getting this? Because hmm. I can yeah, see I'm, that happening. Yes. I mean, the pressing, you have to ask the question. You have to wonder. Like, like for example, um, he holds onto the ball a little long, waiting for someone to get open. Uh, somebody breaks through the, the offensive line, defensive player. He tries to outrun them rather than just burying it or throwing it away or, or running forward and getting a yard or two. He tries to outrun them long enough to keep his eyes downfield, and he ends up getting hit and fumbling. That's adding to. That's mate taking a small problem, making it a bigger problem, and uh, taking a bad play call and making it a horrendous play. What's the motivate? Did he hold on to it too long because he's still getting used to not having Alabama wide receivers? And Alabama wide receivers, if you hold on long enough, someone's going to be open, right? They're always eventually going to get open when you're that much more talented than everyone else. Is he holding on to the football too long because he's pressing and he doesn't want to abort a play because I'm the number one overall pick and they're expecting big things from me, kind of like what Dennis said, and I'm going to press and force the issue? Is is it simply he's not sure what he's seeing? Like, there's a lot of reasons it could be, but all I know is watching Bryce Young, if there's a bad play by one of his teammates, he's not necessarily minimizing the damage. Sometimes he adds two. And if there's a bad play call from the sideline, bad Frank Reich play call, if that happens, he's not minimizing the damage. He's not fixing it. He's He's sometimes adding to the damage. Right. There's kind of actually, you know, I just stumbled in this, but uh, but I'm going to go. There's kind of three tiers of quarterbacks. Right. There's the all time greats. And guess what they do? They take mistakes by others and erase them. Okay, bad play call comes in from the sideline to Peyton Manning. 
He looks at the defense, goes, this is a bad play call. I'm not going to run this play. And and he changes it to a good play call. That's erasing a mistake, right? Um, someone like Lamar Jackson, right? Drops back. None of his wide receivers get open. None of them can beat their individual matchups. That's a mistake by his teammates. Guess what he does? Tucks it, runs for 40 yards, scores a touchdown anyway. That's erasing a mistake, right? There are different kinds of great quarterbacks. They erase mistakes. Then there's kind of the solid starters, the veterans. What do they do? They minimize mistakes. Bad play call comes in from the sideline. What do they do? Recognize it's a bad play call in the middle of their drop. Throw it away. And then there's the young quarterbacks that need to learn, the veteran bad quarterbacks who haven't learned. And guess what happens then? They drop back. It's a bad play call. Receivers aren't open. They compound the mistake and and make their own mistake on top of it. And that's where Bryce Young is right now, right? Twice last week, there was a bad play call. They called a, a one of that little inbreaker. We used to call it a dagger on the back sideline or on the on the back side. Sorry, from an inside receiver. And guess what? They called it into a defense that Jesse Bates is baiting you to throw that play. He's set the trap. You called the perfect play to get trapped. Bryce Young walked right into that trap twice. Last night with the fumbles, right? Bad play call. No one's open. Line's breaking down. He compounds the issue by not protecting the football. That's where he's at right now. That's why I've moved the Bryceometer confidence level back in the other direction. Because he's compounding the issues right now. Here's Frank Reich, his coach, on if the offensive struggles are because of Bryce Young. Yeah, and that's that's not for I don't think that's Bryce. I mean that's that's on that's on me, that's on our team. Um so that's part of it. You know, that's part of it. I mean, you know, so I don't like it. You know, I believe me, we want to give the fans wins and exciting and exciting brand of football. That's our that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're planning on doing. It's a process. You know, we're two games into a seventeen game season. Um things haven't gone things haven't gone the way we want it, but nobody's throwing in the towel. I mean it's a long year. Um uh, you know, we got another game coming up here Sunday. It'll be up on us real quick. So we got to learn from this one and get better for next week. Unfortunately, Frank isn't really the one that gets to decide if it's on Bryce. It's already decided. It's always on the quarterback. Did you see Kirk Cousins last week? Justin, or it might have even been, it was the Thursday night game. So it was last last week. Uh, Justin Jefferson catches a pass from Kirk Cousins. He goes to dive for the sideline, which, by the way, was already a first down. If he gets pushed out of bounds, they have first and goal on the one. But he's reaching for the pylon, fumbles it out of the back of the end zone. They asked Kirk Cousins, you know, about that play. He said, well, I should have put it more out in front of him so he could have caught it on the run and he would have made it into the end zone without having to dive. So somehow he put Justin Jefferson's fumble after the catch on himself. Why? Because he's a quarterback that's been around the block a few times and he understands how this works. Why was the offensive line not protecting Bryce Young? Because of Bryce Young. That's just the way it is. It's always on the quarterback. The logic isn't always there. Justin Jefferson could have caught the ball, protected the ball, gone out at the one. They would have had first and goal at the one-yard line. Kirk Cousins said, my fault, because that's what quarterbacks do. Frank Wright, you can say it's not all on Bryce Young. It doesn't really matter, because it is, because he's the quarterback, and that's how this works. 